and welcome back to Of Steam, Steel, and Murder. Today's episode marks the one-year anniversary of our game. 25 episodes in one year, with about 7,150 downloads over 44 files. We thank all of you listeners for staying with us, and hope you continue to enjoy our game. We have a comment to read out of this episode, and we do that in the beginning. We would love to have more of these, so please send us email to steamsteelmurder at gmail.com, leave a review on iTunes, or join us on our new public forums at bluemagic.com forums. That's bluemagic, B-L-U-M-A-G-I-K dot com slash forums. Now, on with the show, episode 25, part 1. I'm trying, oh, I just went to room two and found a dead body. Yeah, if you guys want to copy your tokens over to room two, uh, that is the Hundegard's gentleman's room. (laughs) I'm trying to find me. Nice. That's a good job, Bert. Yeah, it's uh, it's a it's a program. Uh, let's see, what is it called? Oh, I'm heavily. Oh, it's called in. Shuffler. It's pretty neat. It's uh, it's basically a uh, token-based map builder. Um, you can even do nicer things with it, like adding in lighting and shadowing, etc. I just like to try and keep the file size down for map tools. But yeah, it's a very neat program for it. <laughs> Question mark. Oh, and uh, everyone oh, apparently, Mike. no one wrote down the dead guy's name. <laughs> um, Hang on, wait a second. I may actually have it. Who's uh, Mr. Mercue? M e r c u e. Oh, Mercutio, as in the Roman god. Of oh, I had it with a Q. Ah, that's clever. Mercutio. The winged god. Did his feet have wings? Something is so off. No, just very expensive loafers. Oh. (laughs) Oh, oh, yes, and we found the Damascus blade, which Mm -hmm. I wanted. (laughs) Well, everybody, this is. uh, Handed over to the authorities, right? Yep. This is the one-year anniversary for Steam Stealer Murder. Yay! <laughs> we have right, managed to actually playing. average two games a month <laughs> for the last year. Hey, guess what? I've been in. A, I've been there from the beginning. Yes. <laughs> uh, how old do you feel, Marcus? Uh, nineteen, turning twenty. All right, fine. In about a month, a little less Oil. than a month. Oil the fun. So in the last year, we've had 7,250 downloads um, across 42 files. So not bad. Not bad at all. Yep. Yay. And actually, we do uh, – I have a email from a listener. Uh, let me pop it up here. What crack are you guys on? Well, personally, I favor. <laughs> uh Due to the legal consequences, hypothetically speaking. Oh, and I would also like to say I uh, I bought the Sidejobs Dresden uh, by Jim Butcher, the oh, yeah, the short, short story, story book. Yeah, yeah, compilation. It was well worth the twelve dollars I paid. Yes, yes. 
I unfortunately did it the hard way, and I got each of the individual books. Those were published in originally. <laughs> oh, that's rough. <laughs> I've been a fan for a while and have been collecting. Uh, I did get that one as well, though, just to have the all-under-one-cover sort of thing. Uh, and I, I thought Aftermath was a rather good hmm? It's a rather good piece. All right, so we have a comment um, on the Steam Stealer Murder at gmail.com inbox, and it is from Silver Wizard, who says, Hello, I'm just emailing in saying I listen to the show. It's pretty awesome, and it passes the time at my job, which is very far into the world of boring. I accidentally, bad MP3 player plus weird download plus weird copy to MP3 player, Listen to the second half of episode 22 before looking at anything else. Therefore, after listening to the second episode, I walked into my roommate and said, So, they just crawled across the side of a Zeppelin to release its anchor. Then someone else jumped out onto the side of a plane. My only question is, where did she get a submarine and how did they start fighting Nazis? (laughs) (laughs) They got a mishmash of episode 22 and episode 1 there, I think. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he also says uh, I would also like to say that I can't get the aspect just c- because I've got enemies doesn't mean I'm not paranoid aspect out of my head for Mr. Bishop <laughs> thanks for giving me something to listen to on my way to work so uh, thank you Silver Wizard uh, for commenting there Our, in the iTunes store we're still holding at uh, a four reviews so Maybe someone out there will be nice enough to give us number five. <laughs> just because I have enemies. What was that? Uh, see, he says, just because I've got enemies doesn't mean I'm not paranoid. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And here... We're not being nearly paranoid enough. Mm-hmm. At some point in the next week or two, I wanted to jump online with anyone that felt like uh, just doing a general chat um, just about the uh, the podcast, the uh, the campaign, etc. And uh, this is actually something that I have been compiling and putting together for an eventual release as a PDF, maybe do th- something through Kickstarter, etc. I've got a bunch of short stories to put into it. Um, so this was actually going to eventually uh, be a at least PDF release at first and possibly a print release of a uh, campaign scenario or world later on. So, yeah. (laughs) Yay. Obligatory celebrating motions. Mm -hmm. So where you guys live at, this is uh, the Saturday before the official date of Halloween. Do you guys actually get Uh, treaters on the Saturday? And Jameis, yes, I know in the future. It's Halloween, yes. (laughs) Apparently it is some odd Virginia thing where we're actually getting trick-or-treaters on the night before Halloween because Halloween no. is on a Sunday. Uh, no, didn't get that. I just got old roommates from last year turning up in Halloween costumes. <laughs> I literally wow. got rid of them five minutes before you, this call started. <laughs> nope, we only and that might be him at the door again. Sorry. <laughs> Gotta say the most interesting thing I've seen today for the whole Halloween madness, uh, making a deposit at the bank. They had big signs right at the front teller saying, please do not wear masks when coming to the teller. (laughs) Uh, Same reason you don't wear hoodies in the bank. Just hang on to it until, you know. Yes, but uh, no, I live in an apartment, so... 
Just wear lots and lots of makeup, right, Bert, instead? <laughs> Do not dress as a burglar, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm here to make a deposit. <laughs> That's right, hand over all those suckers and toasters that you've got. Come on. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Let's see. Is everybody in Map Tools there? Yes. Okay. And I haven't gone through and done all my various. That's fine. Things. As long as you've got access to the die roller, really, that's um, <laughs> the rest is all gravy. But uh, I did want to put up a representation of the room there so that it's a little more clear why the area. Uh, and there's a body laying on the floor there. Of course, at this time, there's not a body. It's just a chalk outline. Um, <laughs> but how that area is kind of secluded and blocked off from line of sight. Um, and yes, I heard some of the chatter you had before there. Um, Nick, yes, you had uh, borne out the fact that for a architectural reason, that is an acoustic dead zone in that corner. A complete dead zone. All right. And question now, um, did we get a refresh? Uh, did our chips refresh? In between here and there, I assume they did not. Yeah, actually, between yeah. Uh, I, I don't do um, in the Dresden file games. You only get a uh, a refresh when there's actually a physical downtime. I, I just mm -hmm. do the refresh per game. So yes, okay. you have a refresh. <clears throat> and also, Mister Hundegard, uh, your social track is fine again. Um, it being right. pulled up from Nick uh, talking him down only lasted for the scene. So yeah. there's no carryover there. Uh, Bert, I do have a uh, good question. This is regarding something else. I, I wasn't sure. Was it made clear whether when I was doing my investigation of what was happening to the French guys, did I make sure to rule out it was my security system? Yes, I wasn't... yes. Um, from talking to the children that you had set up in the alley who started their own little profiteering scam out there, uh, it is not your security system uh, that, that is causing the problem. Uh, from your little lookouts and snitches, they have had made no attempt to get into your house. They're simply watching you. So they've so there's some guy who's beating the crap out of the French and blaming it on me. That could be something uh, that you could believe. Yes. <laughs> All you know for is course, they're terrified. Of course, you're sleep beating. <laughs> they are terrified <laughs> of you, and uh, beaten and bloodied uh, Frenchmen end up in your dumpster for some reason. That's that's all you're you are technically aware of. <laughs> They're beating themselves up and blaming it on you. <laughs> you do live in a, a rough neighborhood. Maybe your neighbors just don't like French. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing they have only circumstantial evidence. <laughs> Because my lawyer will be able to take care of all evidence. Mm -hmm. now, you guys are talking a little bit. Uh, I caught some of that while I was setting up here about uh, what you had figured out in the previous game. Is there anything that you want to verify with me? Or do you want to continue that conversation to uh, just kind of reinform each other? It's been three weeks since that game happened. Um so if, there, if there's anything you need a refresher on, or if you want to ask me, did we in fact figure this out or that out, go ahead and ask um, before we start. I actually have a timeline of events out. What do we have on Mr. White's involvement so far? Or was he just simply there as an extra buyer? No, you did find some information out about Mr. White. Uh, 
Currently, this is what you have found out, that Mr. Mercure, who is the victim, was selling some information. Um, you were strongly led to believe that it was of the blackmailing variety, and Mr. White was the highest bidder. You did get that much out of your investigations, uh, that Mr. White purchased this information. You also found out that Mr. White was likely the last person who saw Mr. Mercure alive, and other than Mr. Hundergaard, Mr. Armani, and Mr. Marklin was one of the last people in the room before the body was found. In fact, uh, he would have been the last one to leave before the body was discovered. Okay, something Jameis brought up. Did we confirm or deny that the weapon we have found, which we believe have caused the defensive wounds, was it actually, in fact, the murder weapon, the final blow? You have not determined that. Will we determine that? Uh, that depends on how you want to go about it. Could it physically and possibly be the murder, murder weapon? Uh, could be. No one's actually taken it to try and insert it to the corpse to see if it matches or not. <laughs> but we did get fingerprints of Mr. Armani on the actual weapon itself, not the blade. The blade had... Uh... Uh, the victim's, victim's prints on it. Almost a complete yeah. set. <clears throat> and were those prints hand. on the tip of the blade or on the base of the blade near the hook? They would be, um, if someone were holding the knife and facing you, okay, the prints yep. would be made as if he grasped the top flat edge of the knife. The, ed the It's not double-edged, it's single-edged. So he would have grasped it with his left hand on the top of the knife, uh, thumb That's close up. to the hilt. Four fingers on the other side, so it's it's almost a complete complete impression. So he did grab the top of the blade with his left hand. So the blade's only about the size of his hand. Yes, it is a long blade. Ah, I thought it was a lot bigger blade. The uh, blade right, okay, dimensions. Then, yes. okay. The blade's dimensions are one foot long by two inches wide. Wow, that's uh, okay. given Mr. Mercu's uh, size. Uh, the blade. It is possible for the blade to have been put through his back and the blade still protrude through the front of his chest. So it is long enough. Okay. But Let's you, go take it to the body and go. Uh, no, yeah. it wasn't because of what I said in my conclusion. It can't have been because he would have wiped the blood off the blade. He was not that stupid and would have wiped the fingerprints off at the same time. Mm -hmm. Thus, the fingerprints will not be on the blade. This is the blade that he used to that he defended himself against and got those small cuts on him that we found before. It was not used to stab him. Yes, but we can still talk to... It still gives us probable cause to talk to Armani. Or good reason. Yeah, we're going to go talk to him about stuff, but this was not the blade that was used. It you was got, some of them. It's not to say Armani didn't from. kill him. Just you, have not blade. you have a famous yeah. calling from Mr. White, don't you? I, I'm sorry, I didn't catch that, John. Say it again. Sorry. Uh, I think I turned my boost back down. I'll turn that back up. But um, uh, You have favors still to call in from Mr. White, don't you? Uh, yes, Mr. White still owes you guys quite a bit. Wait. Uh, very <laughs> untapped. <laughs> Who is Mr. White? <laughs> Dog's guy. Yeah, the the PC's uh, logos. I don't or Nick. I don't believe your character has met Mr. White except for one time. But the older PCs have had uh, several dealings with Mr. White. He runs right, the dockyard. Right. right, but Mr. White bought the information. The dockyard yeah. guy. Yes. Uh, at least that's what you are led to believe by who you have so far uh, been interrogating. If he runs the dockyard, dock that equals money. Lots of money. And you already know that he does uh, 
perform a little smuggling on the side. That was your first run-in with Mr. White. He also uh, was blackmailed. Yes. And we solved that and bought a farm. <laughs> okay. So there was the four last people in the room were um, the biggest, um, I don't know, villain in the world. I don't know. I'm going to say douchebag, evil, Hundegard. Yeah. Um, you could just use the name Tobias. Yes. That evil. No, no, but it's no, too biased. Douchebag. Yeah, I'm going to use evil McEvil. I am so good with you one day. Yeah. I'm going <laughs> to use. When I visit England. Evil McEvil. No, no, that's going to take too long. I'm going to America. Uh, <laughs> okay, so Mr. Evil McEvilson, Mr. White, uh, the Armani. And who was the fourth person in the room? Mark Lynn, who is apparently one of the top guys in the entertainment or what they call the Mummers oh. Guild. Oh, yeah. And he has ties yep. to Mr. McEvil. Would you like me to run down uh, what you found out uh, yes. about each of these people? Yes. Oh. Okay. I completely did not take that white that was there with the white at the dockyards. Yeah, I did not either. <laughs> I, I didn't, didn't either. The white of the dockyards was... The head of transportation guild. No, the head of transportation um, is uh, the guy that uh, was dating our female player's character. Yeah. Yeah, the guy guy who's going to replace Telsa when he dies. Telsa. Tesla. Tesla. Okay, here's what you... Joshua Dare. Yeah, Yeah. Joshua Dare. All right, here is what you found out uh, during the night. Most of this information comes from the bartender... Uh, right. The woman that was still in the room. Okay, Mr. Armani uh, is from the Italian embassy. He won quite a bit of money that night gambling, most of it coming from Mr. Marklin, who lost heavily that night. Um, Mr. Armani uh, single-handedly po- polished off several carafes of wine himself. Uh, Mr. Marklin uh, drank only sparingly that night. Uh, Mr. Marcue neither gambled nor drank that night. Let's see. They have the business. The party started at 8 o'clock that morning uh, with about 10 people there through the day. At 6 o'clock is when Mr. Mercure arrived and basically started trying to peddle the information that he had uh, to the highest bidder. Um, By 11 o'clock, there were only four men left in the room, including, well, five if you include Mr. Mercure. Uh, Mr. White leaves before uh, Hundegard or Marnie or Marklin. Um, Mr. Marcue had left right before that. Uh, no hue and cry was let up as Mr. White left, so no one knew that there was a body at the door. When the other three left around midnight, they discovered the body. And how long have we figured out it had been dead? Oh, you got the call three days later. Oh. Have we been able to establish a TOD? Uh, time of death? Yeah, it, it works out uh, timeline-wise. He Three days ago, he died somewhere between uh, somewhere between 10 o'clock and, tw- and midnight. Between okay. 10 and midnight. That's the best they can place it. 10 and midnight. Okay. And when did Mr. White leave? Mr. White left around 11. Okay. Um. Now, do we have um, Mercurio's um, address? Uh, Mr. Mercurio works at the French Embassy. Right, but does he live there? Yes, he does. He, they have a compound there. I don't think they'll allow me on the embassy right now. 
Uh, oh, and the other uh, point of interest is all three, Mr. Hundegaard, Mr. Armani, and Mr. Marklin and Mr. White were basically the final bidders for what Mr. Mercure was peddling. I thought Mr. Hundegaard was outfitted nah. and he was just there as host. He yeah. was. But uh, being his place, he was continuing to be there as a host. But all these men had okay. bid on the information. Well, duh, I think pretty much everyone who was there had bid on the information. No, uh, not actually. So. Uh, because they were about, like, like I said, it, the party started around 8 o'clock in the morning with about 10 people invited in and out through the day. But Mercure didn't show up until 6. And uh, by that time, there were only 6 people still there, <clears throat> including him. Um, uh, who were the, do we know who the people who did not, who was the other person that bid since there were six people there? Unknown. We could ask Frenchie. Oh, wait, he's dead. <laughs> uh, uh, that, that would be correct about the, there's a bathroom connecting right beside where the body was. Yes. Yes, there is. Yes. And... The very fancy bathroom. No, wait, this is no, the cheap bathroom. Yeah, that was. That oh, was not, not cheap. Just smaller. Yes. <laughs> Smaller and without a person in there. Yes, yes. Because that would be the obvious place to drag him into and kill him if he didn't take him outside. Right, but we established he died, Mr. Blood Expert. You established, yeah. actually, he died there. Yeah. He expired there. He died somewhere. He goes killed. Good, the yeah. Wait, no. I thought Because we... he became a doctor. <laughs> right. We... Where you, was did, he... you did establish that the, the, where the body is placed on the floor, he expired there. There were no drag marks. There is no blood trail leading to the bathroom. He expired there. And he expired quickly, uh, probably within a few heartbeats of being stabbed through the back. Stabbed in the heart. Yes. So it's uh, confirmed that he was stabbed from behind with the murder weapon. Which direction was the body facing on the floor? Uh, face down. No, I mean as in, which way was he leaning? Away from uh, I the got door? You. I'll actually invert the figure uh, figure that's on the, the diagram there. His head would actually be facing towards whoever the wolf token is. <laughs> Kevin, it's you. I, I knew Gavin did it. you all along. Because right. no, he was stabbed nope. from the back, so it would have been facing me. I can't even mean. Right. His yeah, back I would mean, have been to the bathroom door. Reach around, man. Okay. Yeah, yeah, his back would have been that... to the bathroom door. Hint, hint. Right. Yes, okay, that answers that question. That means he and, was probably stabbed in the bathroom. Right, and the well, guy hey. also had the cigarette in his mouth, and he was living life. So yeah, I thought there was a where's the fireplace? I thought there was a fireplace there, didn't it? Oh, uh, yeah, I didn't have a fireplace token. It's towards where the bar area is. Yeah, I'm not sure where the bar is. Is it with the white stools think this is the bar. Is this the bar? That's the bar, yes. Right, okay. I'm dancing on the bar. Stop it. We're not here anymore. Fine, I'll go play he's, he's dancing there in spirit. Yes. The crime oh, scene yes. was resealed behind you when you left, uh, seeing as you did not state you were done with the crime scene. So it, it was resealed. Was she and the woman was finally taken out of the crime scene? Yes, you didn't, she's going to Yeah, be you didn't re-educated. ask that she stayed, so they did remove her once you finished questioning her. She's yeah. been taken for corrective therapy. Yes. yes. So a good weapon. But uh, also, we know that um, the value of the crime scene is completely ruined due to uh, contamination, repeated contamination, most likely. Actually, you were told that it was sealed in the condition uh, that they found it when the body was discovered. He's oh. saying it was contaminated afterward when Miss 
when the yeah. Mr. Evil McEvilson came in and started drinking and throwing stuff and smoking <laughs> everywhere. That is true, yes. Yeah. And somehow I doubt if they just refuel it afterwards, that's going to stop him going in there to make use of the drinks bar when he gets tired of the seven others within the mansion. Okay. No. Okay. So we we have a vague timeline. Um Well let's go hmm, we could we could go see Mercurio's um room. We can talk to Armani or we can talk to White or Marklin. I say we start with uh Armani. Or actually we should start with uh his place, but I don't think I'm allowed at the embassy right now. Due Why to... would you not be allowed at the embassy? Because he was There's... served restraining orders and also a mandate to appear in court in a few weeks. He was? <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. Oh, have I you told you us this. about this? Oh, I tell you this. I tell you this. Oh. Uh, looks like I'm not having... allowed because I've been served in court uh, due to BS legal reasons. BS uh, legal reasons. I guess that uh, I the charges the will be dropped. It's based completely off of circumstantial evidence and hearsay. <laughs> I I'm love how positive if I'm going to be there. Welcome in the French embassy, either. Yes, I love how you you in nowhere in there did you state I'm not guilty. Congratulations. It's <laughs> <laughs> all I, circumstantial evidence. And I am sure I am not guilty. <laughs> Oh, yeah. When you're <laughs> laughing like that, it totally makes me buy I Actually, I would be happier if it if if I had done it, because then I would have gotten <laughs> beat some headshots. But I didn't do it! It's bad. <laughs> if I had done it, I'd be happier. If I didn't, it's, it's disappointing. They did my job. I want to beat the French people. Even though I won't because of So no, your defense um, is going to be... Sorry, I missed that part. Can you say that louder? Uh, the microphone bugged out. So your defense is going to be, if I'd beaten you, you would know you'd have been beaten? <laughs> <laughs> no, my defense is going to be whatever my lawyer thinks is best. You would, clearly you're not going to be testifying on your own defense. There. I know. I'll, I'll, no, I'll be prepped by the lawyer. Do you have permission to treat this witness as hostile? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> quite literally hostile. All that is taser. All right. All right. So. Hey, at least I'm not representing myself. Yes. Like, given right. it probably goes off scholarship, you probably want me to represent you. <laughs> yeah, that's a very good yeah. point. <laughs> if you trust uh, even enough for him to represent uh, you. Okay. Yes. I, I did. I, I called him and told yeah. immediately when I had French problems. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, they have it on record that you hate the French. No, 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 no. When I, I discovered a Frenchman outside my house, I thought they'd been stalking and breaking it, try, attempting to break so it. So you have it on record that you were paranoid that the French were invading your private property. No. The, nope. No one recorded the call. <laughs> okay. All right, and all I right, turned right. in the two French people to a hospital. <laughs> Can we get back to failing this case, please? Yeah, yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. How about how about me and uh, Gavin go talk to Mister White since we're old friends, and while you two go check out the French embassy? Because in reality, it doesn't speed things up. <laughs> it will take the amount of time it takes. So. 
we can all go see Mr. White, and then whoever can get led into the French embassy, go to Mercurio. <laughs> yeah, as a purely metagaming thing, I do prefer it when you don't break up, because then I've yeah. got to flip back and forth between everybody. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so, okay. yeah, it does okay. I would got Mr. White to see, Mr. Manny to see. Um... Yeah, Mr. Marklin. Hey, uh, let's all break up. Each take a king. Right, Bert? Yeah. No, I I knock them the, out. The polite <laughs> thing to do would be to ring up and make appointments with them all in some particular order. Yes, yes. Polite. Yes, let's make appointments. Uh, appointments. Well, yes, you know, appointments. The proper means of meeting with people, not breaking and entering and yelling. I've got a badge and a job to do. Get out of my way. Isn't that the, a badge? I thought the appropriate way is to meet someone in a dark aisle, alley and the large stick. Yeah, and sell them cigarettes. I, I look at him. Bread. Yeah. <laughs> I look at him and judge whether he'd be the he'd have the right capabilities to beat up the French. Ching. And, <laughs> uh, I I propose I make sure to call my lawyer uh, when I get in my car. And say that I have a possible person, a possible person we could put as an alternative to me who would have done it. That is, uh, that, that's, a, that's a good question. Uh, I don't know <laughs> that you've actually ever seen Mr. Marlowe in action, other than you do know he has a penchant for stabbing things. She <laughs> <laughs> and threatening people with knives and getting shot because of it. Yes, knives, bullets hurt. <laughs> yes, he's been shot by many, many women. Yes. Shot down and shot at. Yes. All right. So, Mr. White. <laughs> hey. Boom, boom. Do you call ahead or how yes. How do you approach well, White, we probably won't need to call ahead as much for because he'll just be working in the dockyard there. The others, like the uh, Marklin, who is the head of entertainment school, and yeah. the Italian ambassador, and that we may need to make appointments for. Yeah, so, yeah. Mr. Marklin is uh, not the head of the entertainment guild. He is just one of the higher-ups. He is a well, guild master, but he is not the head of that guild. We'll make an appointment with him and make an appointment with the French embassy. I won't be the one who's talking to make the appointment. I'll give it. I'll hand it over to Hundergaard to make the appointment on my... Hundergaard's nice. uh, well, in charge anyway, so he gets yeah. to do all the fun stuff. Uh, question, um, what were you going to do with the French embassy? Because Mr. Well, Armani is Italian. Yeah. We were yeah. going to check out Mr. Mer the we were going to check out Frenchie's bedroom. Ah, oh. yes, you want to see his place. Okay. Also, oh, and, and real... to probably talk to his quote unquote employer about what he was doing here, etc. Blah blah blah. Mm -hmm. And real quick, uh, can we just check and see if the stab wound is consistent with this knife? This knife that's worth hundreds of thousands of dollars. <laughs> yeah, you did. You did verify that that blade is a relic. Uh, very, very impressive relic. Uh, somebody that knows something about medicine, give me a roll. <laughs> no, doctor. Scholarship, scholarship, scholarship. I know yeah. about stabbing people. <laughs> yeah, those, uh, those right in over the male doctor courses work pretty well for Gavin. <laughs> wow. Those four-week courses. Yeah. <laughs> five weeks. Oh, five weeks, sorry. Okay, um, no. It does not match the entry rune. Uh, the wound that was caused is... Uh, it appears that the blade is thinner. 
and is consistent along its length. This blade narrows a bit uh, from it wider at the hilt, narrower at the tip. The wound was consistent, clean through from the back to the front. Hmm. Wasn't this blade then be so stupid as the just it was? I, yes, but... I, I'm sorry, I didn't catch that. Can you say it again? It wasn't this blade. Don't be so stupid to suggest it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was that suspicious clock. There was lots of suspicious things. Since we, did we, I don't know if we checked every single other blade that was on the premises. Lots of other places that could have been hidden. Yeah. We didn't exactly toss the place upside down when we were there. Ooh. <laughs> yes, the clock was suspicious, and it was the only ornament that the GM felt necessary to tell you about in the stairwell. Yes, exactly. exactly. <laughs> yeah. the, the painting of the Van Hundegaard family, not important, but the no, clock. No, the, 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 this case of um, stolen weapons go here was completely not worth even mentioning. <laughs> All right, so your first... Uh, okay, I'm going to say you made the calls ahead of time for everyone else. So we'll get that out of the way. And uh, yes, uh, Mr. Armani is pleased uh, to speak to you and ask if you can arrange to have it done uh, over lunch. And he has a bistro that he frequents and uh, he has a private table and would enjoy uh, a conversation with you there if possible. So you have an appointment with him around noon. You get the address for his bistro that he enjoys. Uh, The French embassy uh, giving courtesy to the guilds here, uh, of course, will allow you to view Mr. Mercu's residence and uh, private belongings. Of course, they do insist that uh, there has to be uh, there has to be someone from the staff to accompany you during this, and please check in at the embassy gates. Uh, well, as we said, someone who can tell us about him at the same time would be useful. Of course, uh, that can be arranged. Uh, his manservant actually uh, will. Arrange to meet you at the gates, uh, and you set a time. And let's see. Who else would you need to talk to? Marklin. Mr. Marklin. Uh, Yes, you get a hold of Cindy, his very chipper, upbeat secretary, who tells you that Mr. Marklin is busy most of the day, but has 15 minutes to spare between 3 and 3.15. If you wish to speak to him today, his schedule is much more open tomorrow. We pass who details on to Bishop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Another one for the collection. Uh, okay, so you've... And is that all that you need to set up for... Do we want to set up a return visit to the German embassy yes. at the moment, or leave that till later? Well, let's leave it till later. Yeah, I'll leave it till later. <laughs> We've got other leads to follow up for now, so... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're going to tackle Mr. White first, so... Uh, Yep. I assume you guys are heading to the docks. I'll make the athletics roll. Heading to the docks that you know Mr. White uh, personally overseas uh, when he is there. And as you pull up, um, Mr. Bishop and uh, Gavin, you recognize Eddie, who is basically Mr. White's uh, right-hand man, um, is there talking to... He's basically playing the foreman's job. He's instructing what looks to be a bunch of uh, new dock hands uh, how to properly unload a vessel. Uh, I mean, when I say properly, I mean quickly and with less bitching, please. <laughs> <laughs> As you pull up, uh, Eddie notices uh, you and, uh, well, the two of you, uh, knows you pretty well and waves you, waves you over. 
and uh, starts walking in your direction. We wave hello to him. Mm-hmm. We nod and wave hello, yes. And pulls a cigar out of his mouth. Mr. Bishop! Mr. Gavin! He acts like he's going to tip his hat in your direction, except he's wearing a night watch kind of cap and just kind of pulls it down over his head a bit more. He uh, kind of leans over the car and looks in and <laughs> looks at everybody else in there and says, How you doing? Alrighty. This is a quizzical eyebrow at the yes. companion to whoever uh, side is nearest. Uh, for those who haven't met Eddie before, Eddie is a massive man. He is two men wide <laughs> and nearly a man and a half tall. I rethink my earlier, what I was going to do earlier, and just nod. <laughs> the, 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 car, uh, the car physically tilts a little bit as he puts his arm on the edge of the window to uh, <laughs> wish you all a good day. <laughs> Bishop, you have your first dent. <laughs> nope. Can I be doing for you? Uh, we need to talk to Mr. White. <laughs> uh, yeah, a couple of the boys like to talk to Mr. White. <laughs> he uh, apparently forgot to hand out the paychecks today. Uh, he's not yeah, around no. right now, but uh, if you want to come on out to the office, you're welcome to wait. Uh, do, you, do you know where he is? Uh, he takes off his dot cap and scratches his uh, closely cropped hair and says, well... He had a ship inspection that uh, he was supposed to do an hour ago and hadn't shown up for it yet. He's probably just running late. Uh, do you have his home address? We better check and make sure there's nothing wrong with him. For you, Mr. Bishop? Sure. Uh, you got some paper in there? Pencil? Yeah, yeah, right here. And he writes down the address. Hands it over to you. <clears throat> he uh, lives in the same district that he works, uh, so... You know, district... Just... Yeah. Um, did you see him at all last night, Eddie? Nah, last time I saw him, uh, there was a party, some uh, some wealthy to-do uh, thing a couple of days ago. Uh, it's the last time I saw him. He hasn't been scheduled to be here since. Uh, unfortunately, to catch up for official reasons. Uh, this here is, just to introduce this to my team here, <laughs> this here is your Raymond Marlowe, detective, and Eldrick von Hundergaard. We're working as part of uh, Guild Investigations. He reaches to the car and sticks out a meaty paw for everybody to shake. Uh, you can't help but notice that your your hand disappears into his as he shakes <laughs> your hands. <laughs> right, right, so uh, this lot's working for the guilds too? He looks over at you, Gavin. Yep, yeah, we're all down on the same case here. Right. Yeah, you feel a little, uh, Mr. Marlowe there and Aldrich, you, you feel a little uneasy as he stares at both of you individually for several minutes apiece like he's trying to memorize every fold and crease in your face yeah i, after I turn a minute, my head <laughs> after a minute he just <laughs> nods his head up and down and says all right i'll make sure the boys know in, uh, in case you guys have uh, any reason to be around the docks i'll make sure you get the proper treatment you know any friend of mr <laughs> <laughs> thank you eddie Problem, Mr. Bishop. Yeah. Off yeah, yeah, yeah. Place just to slip him some notes, just to keep him on side or not. I can't remember. <laughs> he, uh, he leans off the car. Your suspension writes itself, and <laughs> he walks back and starts yelling at the uh, group of young guys again who apparently take every spare minute when they're not being yelled at to sit around and loaf. And <laughs> yes, yes, they do. <laughs> <laughs> 
And I head off to the address, unless we really have, um, unless... Uh, you've got, got a... Well, you've got a portable phone, don't you, there, Mr. Bishop? Perhaps uh, ring Transportation Guild and see if they know where he is? Uh, the Transportation Guild. Okay, I'll do that right now. I call in while I'm driving. You dialed zero to get the operator. Uh, yes. Operator patches you through to transportation switchboard. Uh, transportation, how am I a director call? I hand, uh, I hand the phone to Gavin. <laughs> oh, yes, I'm trying to locate Mr. White. Uh, yeah, home or office? Office. One moment, you hear some clicking in the background, and then uh, phone rings several times, and then someone on the other end picks it up and says, yeah! <laughs> Do I recognize the voice as Eddie? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Eddie. It's Gavin here. Um, do you know who Mr. White reports to? Well, uh, head of the guild normally. Okay. Thanks, Eddie. Click. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Bring back transportation. Mm-hmm. How am I a director call? Yeah, uh, what would the normal the front desk of transportation? Uh, you're 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 connected to the front desk right now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to talk to someone who can who knows <laughs> who's in charge of Mr. White's office. Uh, well, uh, his secretary, Cindy's around somewhere. Uh, the guild heads off, uh, on his honeymoon right now. She sounds very chipper at this and at the same time, very bitter. But Cindy gets around. She's only she's transportation and entertainment secretary. <laughs> Cindy apparently is a very common name for secretaries. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, apparently the head of transportation is on his honeymoon. Oh, that's great. Hand over phone. Um, who else can we get to talk to? White's not there and the head's not there. Uh, you're talking to the girl at the switch box. Uh, he says, well, Mr. Oh, no, uh, quick, quick hand over the phone to us have the PCs. Oh, okay. Who else can we ask for? Clayton. Wait, why are we, why do we care about this? They may know where White is. Right. We're going to White's home. Why don't we just go to White's home and see what's there? If there's a dead body with, I did it, I we did are, it. We are going there. Yes. It's just that we can check on this while we are traveling. In, yes, to metagame this, this is actually slowing us down. Yeah. <laughs> Not speeding us up. The secretary is still holding on the line for you. Uh, we'll She's get back to you. To Thank so. you for your help. Click. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> okay so we arrive at yes White's it, house. it doesn't take long um the apartment that he lives in is one of the nicer ones on the block uh in that it is kept well um there apparently are a couple of guys outside to make sure that uh the rest of the neighborhood uh stays away from the building uh <laughs> at least the people in the neighborhood that would be panhandling and or defacing the property They right. look like Mr. White's boys. Uh, Gavin and uh, Bishop, you may have seen them before on the docks. 
They're just kind of sitting out on the stoop reading newspapers. I nod to him as I go in. We did get the room number for yes, Mr. Yes, White, yes, right? Yes, you got, you, got the, you got all the information. He apparently has a floor that's his here. Third floor is his. Um, we have another high person in the guild. Ground floor of uh, the apartment complex actually does have a security desk. Um, and there's also a woman stationed there uh, basically to direct people. There's a couple in front of you that uh, is talking to her right now. And she's placing a call for them. And you kind of overhear her say, uh, yes, uh, he's in. And we'd be glad to see you. Uh, fourth floor, big elevators to your left there. Thank you. And as you walk in, hello, how can I help you? Yes, uh, this is a uh, ongoing guild investigation. We would like to uh, see the room of Mr. White if he is in. Well, he uh, doesn't have a first name. We've ever found out. No, he's always been referred <laughs> to as Mr. White. That that's all yeah. you've heard. <laughs> uh, she looks up at you. Her smile uh, seems to be plastered on her face. Uh, and has her expression hasn't changed at all. And she just says, "Of course, but I will need to see some identification first, please." Uh, cool. Right, that that are... Go back just out. <laughs> uh, and I especially mention uh, if he is in, please tell me, Mister Bishop is. In. Of course, uh, private elevator to your right there, and I will call up ahead. Um, and she pushes a button on her console, and the elevator to your right uh, opens up, and there is a servant in the elevator uh, waiting. And uh, yes. she says, Mr. White's not answering, um, but of course you're, you're free to go up uh, if you are investigating. Okay, when was the last time you saw Mr. White? Uh, she refers to a clipboard and says, yesterday. Uh, was he leaving or arriving? He came in at 6.30 in the morning and left again at noon. I see. And no notations of his return. She goes through and looks it over, making sure she gives you correct information, and says, no, um, he never came back after he left at noon. I see. Thank you. Do you use those card locks that make a record of whenever they're used? Yes. Ah. That's how we can tell. <laughs> so, we are. <laughs> okay. Uh, as soon as everybody climbs aboard the elevator, the uh, the bellhop, a uh, young man there, uh, turns the brass lever, and apparently there's only ground floor and third floor uh, on this elevator. And uh, goes up three floors, opens out into uh, basically a receiving area. There mm. is, it's, it's a lounge, there's a couple of sofas, a nice coffee table there with a uh, coffee service, and uh, looks like the remains of like a light breakfast laying out. There's some light music playing in the background uh, coming out of these speaker horns that are in the corners of the room. Um, and it looks like there's a couple of different uh, rooms here. Two of them have glass doors, and you can see into them. No one's there. They look like they are maybe like conference rooms or meeting rooms. And kind of further back, uh, there's a nice, looks like ochre walnut uh, double door. Mm-hmm. 
and you also see like a bathroom off to the side as well. Uh, checking the remains of the light meal. Uh, you say it's been eaten. It looks like breakfast. Yeah, yes. Does it look like the day's breakfast, or does it look like it's been sitting around for a while? It looks like it's been sitting around for a day or so. The toast has uh, turned to a nice hard stone. The jam has got a little bit of fuzz on it, and the coffee is quite stale. Let's go check out the ochre door. Yum, yum, yum. Sure, it is a double, uh, double door, brass handles on it. Uh, there is a uh, key lock and a card slot. Um, I like to make sure the elevator has disappeared. Yes, the elevator is closed. The door. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the wood is apparently quite, uh, quite thick um, as your, your knock uh, resonates through the room uh, pretty loudly. Uh, there is no answer at the door, however. I check the handle to see if it's open. Uh, so you try and un, uh, just see if the door is opened. Uh, it is closed, but it looks like it is not locked. I push it open if it's not locked. Yes, the door was not locked. Um, it opens inward, and uh, inside you have basically a bachelor man's apartment. Uh, it's very richly appointed, very nice furniture, but there's underwear hanging from the ceiling fans. There's you know five weeks worth of newspaper piled up in a corner. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> wow! You can, uh, you see his stereo system. How long be married? Oh, you. Oh, wait, you've seen Logan's place. Yeah, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> there is a nice radio system in here that's uh, apparently piping the music out into uh, the other room. There is a roll-top desk that's just got mounds of paperwork just everywhere. There's plates with old food on it. This. Uh, his clothes are all over the place, on the beds, you know, on the chairs. Several different pairs and sizes of women's underwear as well. <laughs> ah, competition there, Bishop. <laughs> I look around for the little, a little black book. You're Just suspecting it might be in the roll-top desk that the top is down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, examining the desk, is there an, a a schedule? So going uh, once again, uh, the roll the roll top is down, mm-hmm. so you really. I make sure the that me wearing the gloves opens the roll top desk. It is locked. I sigh. I'm calling, I'm calling out and I'm going into the apartment. But I suppose you're just rushing in like the other PCs did. <laughs> <laughs> Loot, spoils. <laughs> I haven't said anything. <laughs> I'm just looking, actually, I'm just looking around to make sure, to see if Mr. White's here, if there's any sign of any struggle, any blood. It would be hard like to that. tell if there was sign of struggle as his uh, hygiene it lacks a bit of Okay, something. but uh, is there any, like, large <laughs> splotches of blood? No, there are large coffee stains on the carpets here and there, and since they're thick shag carpets, it's, you know, started to grow a little mold on them as well. Mr. Marlowe, your nose directs you to the liquor cabinet that he apparently has near his bed. (laughs) Is it the cheap stuff? No, no, it's not. I cry. (laughs) cry inside. Uh, Uh, You do notice something odd about his bed as you uh, walk to and take a look at the... uh, alcohol cabinet, you you think the top of the bed kind of rippled as you moved. 
It's a waterbed? Oh, sigh. <laughs> if only there was someone here who could tell us about stuff. <laughs> the room, uh, as nicely uh, appointed as the furniture is, is actually... Uh, fairly small. It's one large room, and it's kind of been divided up into, like, you can see his work and play sections. Uh, <laughs> it has a small bathroom uh, near the bed where the door is open. It uh, just has basically a sink, a shower, and a medicine cabinet. Mm -hmm. And he's got, like, a small kitchen uh, that, once again, it's kind of just part of the overall large room. There's no divider or anything. The carpet just ends and a little bit of tile floor starts and there's the kitchen. So kind of like an efficiency, I guess uh, you'd call it. Now the woman downstairs had seen, it said he had been seen yesterday, not three days ago. Right. right. Yesterday. Yeah. Last, uh, <laughs> last reported to be a scene at noon. And did not return since, or at least not reported to have returned. Yes. I'll look around at the woman's underwear. Yes, no reason whatsoever why he may not have a reason to come back here. <laughs> you do um, notice that uh, there's more than one size there, as well as style. I like big girls and I cannot lie. <coughs> brothers can't deny. Oh, wait, no. That's another hundred years in the future. Um, uh, yes, uh, apparently Mr. Yes, White is uh, the thick one. Okay, hey, you, under there. Stop squirming. You speak to the bed that yes. really ripples in your presence. I, I just grab the thing and rip it off. Is it a waterbed? Yes, in fact, it is, uh, which you may have never seen before. <laughs> we have waterbeds. Oh, my God. This is the best thing ever. Oh, wait. No. No, it's not. It's Sign of staring at him now. <laughs> I think Mr. Marlowe's condition is worsening with time. Okay, like uh, everybody give me just an investigation roll to get your impressions of the room. Mm -hmm. Three. Uh, wow, worse than that. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Bishop, Go it's on, getting paralyzed. Listen to minus one there, Raymond. Come on, Marlo. Uh, come on up. Oh. Okay, highest is a three. Wow. We're... <clears throat> Okay. Great band of uh, Yeah, so the first thing that hits you is that he's a very messy guy. Um, although apparently he has to have something of a cleaning service because it doesn't really stink in here. <laughs> Unfortunately, this means this is probably one day's worth of him living in the room. <laughs> uh, uh, also, he, uh, he has got a small, uh, small wardrobe. Uh, what was the best roll? Three. Three. Ah, uh, something that stands out. Who got the three? Aldrich? Perfect. I did. <laughs> Perfect. Something that stands out in his wardrobe is Mr. White seems to have only one color he favors in his suits, which is kind of a dark gray. And you are seeing uh, three sets of suit coat, uh, undercoat, shirt, trousers. Uh, but one of the coats is missing. One of the overcoats. Hmm. He's missing a jacket. I want, uh, can anyone remember what the uh, uh, victim was wearing? His, uh, his own formal dinnerware, black. Uh, I'm just old. still uh, grab the jacket. Run out in a hurry, perhaps. You do remember. I'm going to uh, mention this. Uh, 
that when you first looked at the crime scene, you did in fact note and was told uh, that ah oh, yes they left, left in place right. Um, uh, who here has the best memory? I know that uh, mine can be a little eccentric at times. I take a shot for my whiskey. What are you trying to remember? Was there a... Uh, was Mr. White's coat left behind? It would probably look like... Well, one of these duplicates in here. At the uh, manor house. I cast my mind back. Yes, okay, I'm thinking... Um, let's see, what would be the best skill to handle that? Edenic memory. <laughs> well, oh, if you had a stunt like that, of course that would work. But barring that, oh, if only someone had that, yes, yes. Um, I am thinking, <laughs> if only his name was Gavin. Alertness. Eh, it's passive awareness, not really. Um, I would say, give me, hmm, give me a discipline roll. Discipline makes sense for a memory sort of thing. Ooh. Where the hell's mine? Is that? Ah, oh, there we go. Three. Two. Oh, three's four. good. So much. Three's good. Obviously, the uh, brain cells uh, which survive the alcohol are the best and brightest. <laughs> uh, yeah, three are better. Um, after taking a look at the coats in this closet, uh, as the other two look exactly like each other, you do remember seeing a coat of that color in the room. So he was there after all. Ha ha! We solved the case of. Not really. <laughs> well, if only someone could break into this cheap padlock that is over this roll top desk. Yes, it is the classic small lock that a child could open with a paperclip. Can I do a um, more focused examination to make sure there is no recording device hidden around the room? That would be burglary or investigation. Burglary would be better. I do not have burglary. Actually, I think I have one point in burglary now. You can use investigation, just do better than three. Well, I have three in that, so yeah, it's decent. So you got a less than average chance. Investigation. Yeah, I got next to on the roll, making it a one. So, um, yeah, um, you don't really find no anything of interest. <laughs> oh, if only he mentioned this out loud. <laughs> uh, before we do anything which could get us in trouble, let us ensure that we're not being watched over. I think we're already in trouble. Eldrick <coughs> yeah. and Bishop try. Yes. All right, and, uh, did anyone get a three or better? Yes, yes, someone <laughs> did. Uh, Mr. Marlowe. For the brain. Yeah, and Gavin, okay. Mr. Marlowe and Gavin, um, at first uh, you almost miss it, but as you kind of tow aside a stack of dirty underwear on the floor, uh, you notice a suspicious bundle of cable um, running into the desk. (laughs) (laughs) 
you might expect to see like a phone line running into the desk. That might be where he keeps his uh, his phone, as you don't see one anywhere else in the room. But there's more than one. There's actually a nice thick bundle of cable running into that desk. Gave in the knives, my eyes meet over the bundle. And we actually, uh, Gavin, you have some technical knowledge, I believe. Uh, yeah, I've got a point over repair. Uh, give, uh, give me a roll there. Now, did I, what school did I put it on? <laughs> I think a bit repair. Uh, I, th- I thought craftsmanship or craftsman. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, but I've got two craft. I've got two craft schools though. So, well, you have a craft engine somewhere in there, don't you? Or you have some? Yeah. Right, I've that's got what craft I, engine, but I'm not sure which one I put under uh, Craftsman. Just double click it. No. Oh, gee. Uh, quick question. Um, I took craftsmanship for the explosives. What would I put that under? Um, that's a zero. Rather than worry about it, I just did a 4D roll and added my own thing onto it. Um, do I want to spend a chip? Where's my freaking specs? Uh, Bert? Yes. Uh, for explosives, uh, what would that be for craftsmanship? It would just be craft explosives if that's how you wanted to do it. You well, could also take it as a... Uh, you could take it as an intensity to repair would be another way to do it. Uh, okay. I, I bought the stunt uh, demolitions training. Right, and then in that case, if it's a stunt... Uh, you can use it with either craftsmanship or repair, and okay. it just it basically it allows you to make that roll without having a negative enforced on it because it's a background. Okay, uh, so I'll I have craftsman. I I guess I have three repair then, because mm-hmm. uh, ooh nice. All right, uh, so Gavin, what's your total? Two, two, and Marlo. Uh, I can't. One quick second. Let me check my character because I gotta see if I put the points under. What I put the points under also. Uh, yeah, our craftsman is my computer. Well, yeah. No, two, no, no, no. I did put put it all under craftsman. So mm-hmm. yeah, I got one. Okay. Well, with the two, Gavin, uh, that thicker line. Uh, well, you know that one is in fact telephone line. The thicker bundle line. That's for. No. And add a that, lot that I have machine. seen the various um, cables and such like back on yes. the island, which had video recordings. Uh huh. Um, yes, and uh, so what you're looking at is likely there is an engine in that desk. Uh, some of that cabling looks like it. It also looks like there's an audio line there as well. Bow, no wow. <laughs> you guess unless he gets the unless he's got a webcam. I'm thinking the computer's not going to record it. <laughs> Uh, no one's seen a camera anywhere around the room. The recording the inside of the closed desk. <laughs> so far, aside from looking around the room, which was unlocked, we have not done anything else. And we have, other than wanted to talk to him, do we have any reason to go anything any further? Yes. Curiosity. <laughs> anything concrete? And this guy nice was a smuggler. Deal. Uh, your guild badges do give you the authority to do so. It's just whether or not you think Bing. it's warranted. I, yeah. I picked the child's lock. For... Give me a burglary roll. <laughs> Four. <laughs> yeah, spring. Nice. You look at it funny and it pops. Uh... <laughs> 
Yes, uh, inside the roll top desk, uh, there is a terminal there and one of the uh, phosphorus green screens uh, to an engine. There is also a microphone set up uh, on the desk as well. If only I knew something about engines. Crap. <laughs> because uh, I'm going to say computer. <laughs> Computer, can we play a game of thermonuclear war? Wait, no. Uh, this also gives you access to the uh, the drawers now now as well. The drawers were covered before, so there's there's a few drawers there that are exposed as well. I rifle through them. Yeah. Burning uh, question I have: Can we find out his first name? <laughs> yes, uh, Andrew. It is A White. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's mother was proud. Right. Oh wait, no, I have three chips. Okay. Anyways, wait. examining the. I don't suppose there is a day planner or a journal in there. There is not. Um, although there is a little black book. I do not show this to Bishop. Okay, so engine guy. Why don't you come over here and see what his last recorded date was? I trusted Armani, and he and he stabbed the guy in front of me. I'm gonna go and confront him, or something like that. That'd be awesome. <laughs> you really do have a warped and twisted mind. Oh, well, you gotta gotta laugh or you'll cry, right, Bishop? Uh, Gavin, what is your skill with uh, engines? Uh, without even rolling, it is great, I think. Ah, yes. Yep. Then uh, I don't need you to roll. Um, you sit down and take a look at it. it. There's no password protection at all. It just you hit a key and it powers up. And uh, essentially, what you have is his uh, day planner. And apparently, he uh, does a lot of voice recordings. Um, he's got like a an audio diary. You know, there's several uh, headings uh, that are showing on the screen there. Um, one of them was for three days ago. <laughs> yeah, obviously, with all my technical expertise, I've pushed the button and now I'm about to push play. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, so he has no protection on it at all. It's opened right up to basically his uh, his day planner. Uh, <laughs> we picked the parts that are glowing bright golden. <laughs> <laughs> uh, day planner entry, uh, you go ahead and... Uh, get that file running and uh, you hear the music stops and you hear Mr. White's voice uh, come across the audio system now. Um, and you hear it. Okay. So what he says is <clears throat> one o'clock PM. I've got a meeting at the Hundegard rest uh, residence. It seems that uh, Mr. Mercure has uh, some information that might be lucrative in my other in uh, my other businesses. Uh, note to self: check bank records, find out what I'm capable of bidding on, uh, make payment to ex-wife, and reschedule with Cindy. Does he say with an I or with a Y? <laughs> By the inflection in his voice, you can't tell. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, 
And that's his latest recording? That was his last recording. And what does his day planner have for him yesterday at noon? Uh, yesterday at noon, uh, no engagement. Although for today, it has down uh, Czech ship from Germany, 12-tonner, uh, uh, possible, uh, how would you put it, possible smuggling hold. Another German ship with a smuggling hold? Does it na- say the name of the ship and it happens to be someone we recognize? <laughs> no, but it does give a slip number. I copy this down. I wonder if he was looking for a smuggling hold or he thought he had found one. And we just do a quick check and see if there's... Well, uh, I don't know. What does Jameis want to do? I'm sorry. What does Gavin want to do? Uh, for Mr. Uh, for uh, Hundergard there, uh, it's it's not expressly implied one way or the other by what he has in there, whether or not he knows there is one or whether or not he is looking for one. You can't really tell by how it's written. It could, of course, be that he wants uh, he requires another place for his own needs. <laughs> or his quote-unquote other business, which he is so subtle about. Yes, there's no... There's no way he could have some other business that was not completely legitimate based off that recording. I'll have a look around on the computer while I'm here. Sure. Now give me a roll for engines. Oh! What did you do to this? Yeah, you rigged it. The dice are now rolling horribly. So what's that total? That is the title. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, yes. Nothing further to be found here. Send a uh, die. Send a chip. Well, no, I've got my aspect on it, which isn't really appropriate, unfortunately. What's the aspect? Understand code at a glance. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, do I want to spin the chip? I don't know. Not really, have to say. Does anyone feel like does anyone feel like there's something definitely going to be gained by looking around on this? Dude. There could be so much to be gained here. We you might find his personal private porn collection. You never know. Exactly. <laughs> or in this day and age with the Valve computers, just <laughs> it's either text files. They're naughty or, text files. <laughs> or we could find out, for instance, um, you know, contacts people he okay, has okay but if we get with. into combat you guys gotta protect me okay sure okay. yeah no problem i'm gonna do a re-roll because that let's see if i can get worse go worse go worse oh yeah uh you dig a little bit and you find a hidden file system is it the porn collection nope it is a uh, another set of audio files and uh text documents uh, Mr. White's been a busy boy. He's been collecting blackmailable information for uh, on quite a few people uh, in both transportation and power. Oh, God. Blackmail does seem to be the standard modus operandi for most of the NPCs we've come across. Yeah. I, I don't think... really want the German spy to have access to... Yes. Uh, you do kind of uh, get a glimpse into his thought process as the file folder is labeled protection. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, and uh, (laughs) what's the most are the files dated? 
Yes, they are. Most recent? Almost a month and a half ago. How high up does the uh, blackmail go? Well, this. Okay, David well, I'll tell you what. Um, Hundegard, uh, everybody can give me um, a roll, and uh, I'm going to assess different difficulties by how how well each of you kind of know the guild system and the people there. Okay. So give me a scholarship we'll roll. I want at least right. a base two to learn anything. Uh, uh, I can't make a contact instead since I know people? You can make a contact, yeah. You can do either one. Any of you can do either one. Scholarship. Oh, <laughs> Gavin did better than I did. Nice. This is what I do. I know things. Yes, yes. Ah, uh, yeah. My, uh, benefit of I, I may have read that for. Yes, that seven. that would be fine. You can you can kick that in there. All of you looked like you did pretty well though. Um, all right. The base information is these are all minor functionaries. Um in the guilds none of them hold particular uh places of value but it looks like if someone someone were going to use this information to parley it into cash or better information um it could certainly be used for that there's nothing in here or anyone powerful enough in here that he could make uh, a very bad enemy of okay these are all basically secretarial levels uh people anyone uh, anyone who could say make something you know because uh you know there's a discrepancy here they can fix it yes uh yes good good leap there bishop um there are a lot of people on that list that would be in a in a, a position where they could fix an audit or they could make an inventory manifest disappear okay uh, Gavin, uh, with that role that you made there and your dealings previous with Mr. White, uh, you know exactly what those entries were about a month and a half ago. It looks like, uh, Mr. White was, uh, getting ready to take out some revenge on the people that were about to blackmail him. (laughs) (laughs) Proactive black mining. Yeah, that's what it works. I know that you know that I know that you know that I know. <laughs> oh, wait. He's going to take out revenge on... Ooh, that would have made some enemies. Considering mm. it was the whole Ace gang that was blackmailing him. Not a month and a half ago. A month uh, and a half ago is when he started building the file. Yeah. That, that was our way after we got involved with him in the whole the ace game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we've had five, we've had nearly a month and a half ourselves of downtime. It was yes, about yes. that long ago we went to the island. It was about a month and a half ago. Okay, so Mr. White's house, he's a blackmailer. Oh, that's it's almost ironic. You would never expect a man named Mr. White to partake in blackmail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beat you. To we, need, we need to put up the uh, Kickstarter fund to have somebody go over and slap. Uh... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good Lord. All right. So, um... just so you know, if now we drone to win that... donations to hire hitmen. <laughs> <laughs> now we'll just simply uh, let, let the army know that they're terrorists at his house. <laughs> yes. All right. So, 
but we have no idea where Mr. White went yesterday. No, there's nothing at all in this itinerary as to uh, any kind of meeting. And uh, does it give a hint to Cindy's identity? His secretary was called Cindy. Yes. Well, but so were half the secretaries in the city, man. <laughs> Is it Cindy with a Y or an I? Yes. You have thus this this mission uh, ran across two Cindy's that are secretaries, but yes, his personal secretary is Cindy. Is it with a Y or an I? Since he's in a text file, <laughs> it was an audio. It is with a Y in the text file, which would be his secretary. Then he visit the black book. Yeah, go and enjoy. Uh, I I ignore the black book. <laughs> um, does it have Cindy's name in here and address? Yeah, you can pull up his address book and you get Cindy's number and address. Let's give her a call and see what's up. See, well, was she? did she answer the phone at work? Yes. Oh, so she's at work. Shoot. <laughs> oh, and she's at home. You say shit. Right. Good, good, good call. Sorry. Uh, also, there's a telephone on the desk, too. I, I didn't say that. Yeah. There's a telephone? Can yes. we see what the last number that came from this? Okay, no, there is no redial function on these phones. Dang. It's zero. No. <laughs> All right. Well, well, couldn't we ask for the usually in the phone ask to redial the last number that was called to the operator from this line? If the operator happens to remember it, because remember yeah. it's all done by human operators that just move the switches around. Yeah. I, Damn you, human operators, and your <laughs> operator error. Okay, so I think we've done the f- thorough casing of this joint. Uh, I make sure to, after after we're done, I make sure that Gavin turns off the computer and we re-engage the lock. Mm, Never open the lock in the first place. Look at him. And, uh, shoot. I wish... Oh, well. All right, well, Mr. White is missing. Need to find Mr. White. Mr. White is up probably out at some girl's house. and But then well, again... Leave wait. a note by the door. Let's Save. give Eddie a call real quick and see if Mr. White has ever even missed a payroll date. Easy enough. Uh, pick up the phone and uh, you notice that there are... No, 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 we don't use that phone. We use my cellular phone, my mobile phone. <laughs> sure. Um, okay, uh, you get a hold of Eddie. Yeah. Okay, you don't yeah. notice the important what point Bert was about to tell us then. Yes. Yay! Uh, Are you, you know, on the phone while he's doing the phone call? <laughs> so, yes, you have Eddie on the other end. He's <laughs> like, yeah, how you doing? How you doing? Uh, so you ask him about... Uh, no, no, Mr. White's really... Uh, particular about making sure his boys get paid. Um, yeah, his kind generally are. Eddie also gives you the uh, the 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 low tone, uh, getting paid for all the work that we do for him. <laughs> Good lord, man! Subtle. It's in the dictionary. <laughs> Wonder if Eddie is actually called transportation to let them know he's not there and to get them to send someone else with the payroll. All right, so, and does Mr. White have uh, the funds in his personal account, or how well, does that work? his digital checkbook that you can... 
Yoink. Actually, I guess it's not really digital. His analog checkbook. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, Mr. White's doing pretty well from himself, and it looks like he's got two sets of accounts as well. Uh, he's got the one that is the approved uh, guild account, and he's got also a private account. Uh, it's not hidden, it's just a separate account, uh, which is much larger than his pay account. <laughs> Uh, he's, he's doing all right. I mean, he's not like super mega wealthy rich or anything, but, uh, he's got a, he's got a good amount of money in there. Well, let's see if he has withdrawn a great deal of money lately. Well, he should have as he, uh, well, he made the going bid. To pay his, yeah, he made the bid. That doesn't, should... that doesn't mean he made the payment. Yeah, true. There's two. Uh, actually, yes. Uh, you, I'm sorry. You can check the ledger there. Uh, he took out what amounts to a, to just under three thousand uh, dollars from his account, and uh, actually, n- not only did he do that, but he had it uh, converted to lira. What did we determine the uh, Italian lira. currency was? Okay, the lira. Yeah, he had it converted to lira. Yeah. Okay, that's. Uh, cool. I look for a scholar to see if he remembered to pay his ex wife the. Ex-wife. Yes, he did. Okay. Don't want him to get in trouble there. um, We are going by order values, so 3,000 is actually the equivalent of 30,000 by today's standard. Yes. Quite a bit of money. Quite a bit of money today. Uh, Uh, All right. So, Mr. White, so the money... Now we did find the lira in the money clip. Was yes, that consistent with what? Uh, Bingo. Mr. White. Yes. Okay. So Mr. White already did pay. Wow. He's probably pissed. I wonder if he got his information. Probably did when he paid him. Well, maybe, or maybe uh, he he had a diary, or we don't know. I mean, it's a possibility. It's also a possibility he did not. Let's. Yeah. Um, I suspect it's getting on time when we need to go see Mr. Armani. Let us leave this place for another place. <laughs> yeah. It's getting on time. I'm thinking if we don't start getting a move on, we'll be doing this next time as well. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Actually, we're uh, you're 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 knocking off the leads uh, as we're going, so you're doing all right. So we will have the background fade out and the fade in at the gates of the Italian. Uh, no, at the, uh, Bistro. the Bistro, Bistro that he likes uh, in <clears throat> District 3. I look disdainfully. It's uh, Donatello's. Um, the place has a wonderful <laughs> smell to it. It has a, It's set up so that it's got like a, an awning with a glass covering. So you can you get the, the impression of being out on the street corner and uh, you know being able to dine outside, but you're still in a nice climate-controlled room. <laughs> Does it have the A. David? Does it have Donatello's a recreation? <laughs> yes, it actually of has very tasteful art. Uh, a lot of Renaissance art. Uh, not you're expecting, not the originals. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. But here is and, uh, the, here's the Donatello. Mr. Aramani uh, has a uh, he's he's uh, got his own kind of private area where you know there are other people around, but uh, they're kept at. Uh, a fair distance uh, from him. So he's got like the center table that you're led to uh, by the wait staff. And Mr. Armani stands up as you come forward and says, ah, my guests. I do believe uh, that since you requested this meeting, you know who I am, but who are you? 
thank you no for man. granting this meeting. Uh, I am Aldrich von Hundegard, and I have been placed in charge of this investigation. Ah, Hundegard, nice to meet you. Your brother is quite a, quite a man who puts on a wonderful party. A very fixed grin. Very fixed. <laughs> uh, I am uh, uh, Mr. Bishop, Daniel Bishop, and this is Gavin. I point at the guy who uh, who probably does the proper things and introduces himself, even though he is currently not here. Mm-hmm. Ah, yes, yes, very good. Uh, please have a seat. Let me pour you some coffee. This is my uh, this is my favorite roast. My family makes this roast. Tell me what you think. And pours out uh, into these little demitasse cups. Uh, nice dollop of coffee and there's some some sugar there on the side he plays the host and pours everybody a cup before he sits down himself and uh he snaps his fingers and a waiter comes over and he says um uh, a round of uh, some light sandwiches and that uh that antipasta you do so well now why do i imagine the waiter going for you anything <laughs> okay yes antipasta good lord all right <laughs> Take a shot of my whiskey. <laughs> goes well with the coffee. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't. It goes well with whiskey. Whiskey goes. Oh, and here I thought you were whiskey. making Irish coffee. Mm. No, I'm not Irish. And so, uh, what do you ask of me? Uh, I. Uh, can you explain uh, what happened in the uh, the night three nights ago in your own words? Oh, yes, I uh, want enough money to uh, fund my niece uh, a nice little uh, vacation out of Metapol. It was a good night for the cards. The Lady Luck, she liked me very much that night. Um, Smiles widely. Okay. Empathy on body language. Uh, How truthful and how much of an act is he already putting on? Nice. Go ahead. Give me a roll. Very bad at finding things in this system. There we are. Empathy. He got a five. Empathy is what I do really well. Oh, sure. That blows through his track, and he's very genuine. He made a lot of money that night. And the cards were very lucky for him. No. <laughs> uh, do you... Yeah, but in body language terms, is he like, um, ah, is this him putting on a face for us, or does this seem to be him honestly acting? No, it, uh, having never observed him before, it, it's very difficult to tell that, but he doesn't seem to be tense at all. Uh, he seems to be very casual in your presence. He doesn't seem to hesitate to answer your questions, but not knowing uh, his normal demeanor, it would be hard to tell yep. if he's... Go ahead. Uh, uh, we... Can you uh, tell us the events that happened that night in your own words? The actual, you know, real events other than you, obviously, I've <laughs> We've heard you did well in the with the cards and the money, but I mean, in regards to uh, uh, Mercutio. Mercutio. Ah, oh, unfortunate, Mister Mercutio. Yes, uh, Mercutio. as Mister Mercutio has a name for, he he had uh, some information that he wished to uh, to peddle to those of us that have the bank accounts for his uh, his little indiscretions. Uh, in the past, such things that I have bought him have profited me well, and I thought that I had a little money set aside. Perhaps I would invest in this bit of knowledge myself. Uh, sadly, others wanted it more. I uh-huh. got to the party, and he sips his coffee and looks at you to see if you're sipping his coffee. 
He's like, yeah, you like it. Like coffee, it? is it good? It, it's very dark and very bitter, but very, very flavorful. So, like, if you like coffee that'll stand up and slap you in the face, that you'll love this coffee. <laughs> I drink my whiskey. Yes. I... His a family smile. He has created an espresso. Whiskey and some is definitely enjoying the coffee. I smile and bitterly drink it. <laughs> I arrived about six o'clock when Mr. Mercure was there, as I wanted to get a bid in early. As uh, if he declined my bid, there was more money to gamble with. Yes? Yes. Yes. <laughs> he uh, seems to be very merry about it. And I'm afraid by 8 o'clock I was deep in my cups, but still winning big. <laughs> I'm afraid Mr. Marklin uh, may have to sell some of his uh, coveted stock to cover his losses. Okay. Uh, uh, when he speaks of... Okay. Uh, now, when you said you were drinking heavily, um, what... Now, what was the... Um... I'm sorry, excuse me. Uh, there was a Damascus blade knife found. He actually looks in stark horror at you when you say that. <laughs> and said, you found it? Maybe. Oh, please, you must return it. That is a family emblem. It's belonged to my father's father and his father before him. And what happened to it? Ah... Uh... He, he looks a little deflated and sits back in his chair and sips his coffee and says, There might have been uh, a manly challenge made to protect the honor of my niece, who uh, Mr. Mercure was dating, and I did not uh, approve of this. I was fairly deep into my cups at this point, I must confess. I don't remember a lot about it. Did you win? I don't appear to be dead. <laughs> uh, how good of a fencer are you? Oh, that's a sh that's a short blade. So yes, uh, Mercure and myself, uh, we both uh, favor the Florentine style: long blade and short blade. I am very affluent with both. But you were very drunk, also. <laughs> ah, yes, but sometimes I fight better drunk. No. No one no, fights no. better drunk. <laughs> he says, no, no, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> but the death hurts worse, or hurts less. <laughs> this is true. Okay, so, um, now, you, who was your second, and who was his second? He scratches his head a little bit and says, I don't believe at the time that I threw down the challenge, uh, saying that he was no good for my niece, that there were seconds about. Although I was, I was seeing two of him. And did um, <laughs> anyone come upstairs to witness the fight? <sighs> he sits down. He scratches his head. Is oh, it could I'm help sorry. with the I returning of your knife? Do not remember seeing another person. I remember being chastised and having my head rubbed vigorously with his knuckles. And him saying that my niece was a cow and he wouldn't see her for much longer anyway. And then there was much dancing and there were four of him. <laughs> okay. 
Uh-huh. And But the night got better from there. Mr. Marklin lost even more money to me after that. Oh, son of All right. Well, I got nothing here. Uh and how much So you have how? my blade? No, uh, I don't. Oh. Your blade has disappeared. Oh. <laughs> uh Unfortunately, it's if even disappeared. if we do even if we do find it, we will have to keep it as part of the investigation until the investigation is fully over. Yes. Ah, well, it's not the first time I'd be an embarrassment to my family's name. Yes. <coughs> Studiously, don't look at Aldrich at that point. This is no surprise. <laughs> I haven't lost my family ever yet. That's your embarrassment. Keyword, yet. Okay, so... Uh, Another thing, I do not suppose that you could uh, illuminate us as to the value of this information? Or perhaps uh, I only who know it would be most uh, detrimental to? Uh, my highest bid was uh, 1500 lire. Uh, I have no idea what the winning bid was. I understand Mr. White uh, won the information. Perhaps you should talk to him. Uh, do you... Uh... Have you been in contact? Do you? How often are you in contact with the other people who are at the party, like Mr. White? Or oh, we're all very good friends. Mr. White is able to mm, procure certain goods uh, that are hard to get past embargoes for me. He's a very good man for that. Seriously, back, dude. Back to the matter of the. Oh no, no, not in Metapol. There's nothing that is illegal. How about you be subtle? No, you you misunderstand me. I'm I'm doing nothing that breaks a law here. Right, but how about you not implicate your fellow smuggler? Some I hold up a hand. Courtesy. I hold up a hand in front of his face to try and keep him. Uh, and uh, and Mr. Markland, uh, about him. Oh yes, yes, a bad streak of luck for him. He usually does quite well with the cards. Uh, yes. Not the cards. I mean, as in, what was his relationship with uh, Marquis? Like you did. He's bought yeah. uh, information from him before. Uh, he's been at the club many times. He is one of the higher-ups in the entertainment guild, uh, the mummers, you call them. I understand in his day he was a fabulous actor. He's retired since. Uh, bad leg. He, he limps. Uh, and, of course, actors are not good at bluffing and showing their emotions. They're horrible at that. I understand okay. once we had the invention of uh, sound to go along with movies that uh, that uh, was when Mr. Marklin decided to go into administration as his voice was not particularly kind on the ears. Yes, that that's what we think. Yes, I do not suppose that... Uh, somehow I doubt that you would bid on this information without some sorts of knowledge as to its content beforehand. Surely you're given a teaser of it? Yes, uh, a small amount. He always gives just enough to whet the appetite. Sometimes information is uh, his information is worth a pittance. Sometimes it is worth a great deal to the right okay, person. Okay, and what was the appetizer of the main course? Oh, nothing that interests me greatly, but uh, information is, is always worth money. He uh, he seemed to have uh, something on uh, Mr. Sonier. You are familiar with the? Uh, yeah, he looks at you. You are familiar. Uh, am I head familiar? Of, he's the head of trade. He's Mr. The, uh, Dare. 
No, no, hit up trade, not travel. Oh, yes, trade. There's trade. a trade. Yes, there is a trade guild. Oh, oh. I didn't know he that is. Uh, his Tesla's. Uh, what would you call his his uh, his rival? The most outspoken uh, against Tesla's uh, current administration. Okay. So, and everything falls more into place. Uh, thank you very much, and you're a disgrace to your face. <clears throat> if you happen to find my blade, please, I'd be more than willing to swap some of my uh, fabulous uh, grounds here for for my blade uh, back, or perhaps uh, I can make a contribution to your favorite charity. Or perhaps you could, you know. Well, some thank you. It is a very kind... It is a very kind offer, but I believe that we have other uh, meetings to attend to now. And I we hope will, that we can uh, contact we, you within Metapol if need be. Of course. And we will hope to get the blade to you, and we hope that we will find the blade and be able to help you. Yes. Uh, I must warn you, though, sir. If you keep my blade, you must know there is a curse upon it. One becomes a drunkard <laughs> and a lout and a poor businessman when you carry it too long. Oh, too late. I look to the man who's drinking his whiskey. It's from a flask. It's you can tell it's fancy because it's silver. He buys it by the gallon. Yep. (laughs) I figured it was tarnished silver. Yes. Yes, it is. Yes. Black. Shall we be on? I have just the one question. Mr. Armani, uh, during the night after your confrontation with Matthew, when you were getting into solid gambling with Hundergaard and Marklin, did was there a particular point where you were facing off against Hundergaard and Marklin wasn't involved in? Oh no, Mr. Hundergaard uh, played only a few hands that night. It was mostly just me and Mr. Marklin, which is. Somewhat unusual. Usually, Mr. Undergard is more than willing to win our money. Oh, I'm sorry. We should refer to him as he wishes to be referred to. Um, Lord Undergard. Mm. Uh, one more question. It may seem rather odd, but I. Do you recall anyone going to the bathroom during the night? Uh, I don't uh, particularly notice those things. Uh, we were there a long time. There was much alcohol, I'm it sure. Been a gap when you were playing with Markham where he hit them. Yep. Uh, Around 10 o'clock, 10.30. There, yes, uh, he went to refresh our beverages for a bit. I suppose he could have snuck off to the bathroom. It's possible, I suppose. Cheat, cheat, cheat. And does Mr. Marklin habitually carry a blade? Looks like this. Oh, no, as I explained, Mr. Marklin has a, a very bad leg from an accident on a, st- uh, a, a stage set. Uh, he does not carry a weapon. He does not want it to be thought that he is capable of defending himself. He's, uh, the leg is, injury is quite bad, I understand. He always uh, he always has that cane of his, that gaudy piece of, uh, of work. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> and you say he has a cane. Are you sure? Okay. And is there anything special about the cane? Does it look odd in any such way? Oh, yes. Way? It's a ghastly piece of, of, of work. Whatever craftsman he got to do that, he should have the man killed. Okay. It's... Oh, uh, uh, I bet the head of the... It has some ghastly image on the head of the cane. 
No, no, it's uh, it's uh, a large uh, globe, uh, ruby in color. Uh, the cane itself is quite thick, very ornamented. Uh, uh, from the sound it makes when he walks, it must be quite heavy. Uh, <laughs> nice. I, 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 uh, I uh, give a, uh, an estimate of the widest part and add like an inch to, uh, of extra roundness of the blade, you know, the <laughs> widest part of the wound. And I say, is it about this, you know, this large in diameter? Uh, yeah. He shrugs and says, I, I cannot say. It's, it is such a, a travesty on the eyes. I try not to look at it. We'll find out. I do not suppose that uh, we'll find you out know where we, we could find him. Yeah. Yes, he has a meeting for us in 3.15. Oh, look at the time. Let us go. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> we were having lunch. We've still got to go talk to you. Go by the French embassy. Boom. We don't need to go by the French embassy. All we need to do is see Marklin go, you did it. And he goes, oh, how'd you know? And then we pull out the blade and then we go, oh, Pop look. in front of Adamani, please. <laughs> 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 we we're already we're already in the anti chamber. We're just waiting. Uh, Come on. Uh, are we all in my car now? Am I now the official driver? <laughs> you are yes. apparently the official well, driver. More importantly, if you see these things in front of Bert, you just know he's got something nasty planned. You may be the only person owning a car in the group at this point. So. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> no well, knowledge when we get on my bicycle. Yeah. Before she went on her extended vacation. So, are we in front of Marklin now? If you no, want we're to go to, to what, what do you guys want to do next? Uh, we can, I we can go to three fifteen if you want. Or we arranged to see the French embassy. Didn't yeah, we? but we could have arranged to see the French embassy at five after we solved this case. <laughs> no, <laughs> I want to go by the French I would embassy. Like to know what information it is that Marklin got first of all. Well, we can find it when we beat it out of him. <laughs> I prefer to go in with an upper hand rather than... I prefer to know the answers to the questions I ask before I ask them. Yeah, yeah. But we already know the answers. <laughs> no, we don't. You done it, you done it. It's a fair job. What we don't know is where he, what, what's he done with white. Yes. Oh, yeah, but once again, beating, he'll tell. <laughs> we could just do clever questioning <laughs> like we normally uh, Can we at least go by to make sure to write off any information that might be there, or at least have you three go by, since I have a, I have a, a I can't go to the French embassy. Right, but I don't think anything's gonna be at the French embassy. I mean, we can. In which case, Bert probably wouldn't let us waste time there, so we may as well just say let's go try it. I think but he would. I don't know. We go in there, do an investigation yeah. role or two, and pretty much. Okay. Why did I invent the two crazy people along for this? Okay. <laughs> we we go. Oh, shoot. We all right. Whatever. We go to the French embassy. Yes. I uh, make sure to stay. All three, apparently, uh, there's a shortage of people with guild certificates that you could have called upon right now. That's the only explanation. <laughs> yes. I make sure to stop. Like. What is it, 200, 500 feet away? Ching, 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 ching. Sure, so you uh, ride up to the French uh, embassy. and One uh, thing you might want to do, Bishop, is just ask around and find out who made his sword cane, just so we know what exactly what it is we'll be up against. Okay, <laughs> I'll uh, I'll ask around while you guys do that. It, it turns out it's a gun which shoots knives at just the right <laughs> diameter. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so cool. <laughs> no, no, no! You're, you're you're confusing cool and stupid. I know they're kind of similar, but 
They're really not. They're so close. I drive off if they start bickering so I can go make So you drop them off at the uh, embassy gates, uh, and there's a young man uh, with a clipboard uh, waiting for you on the other side. He looks up and says, uh, uh, may I see your identifications? <sighs> I, I need to get some fake ID. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, shows it. You show him to him, and he's like, "Ah, oh, yes, yes, yes. I, I am, I am here. I'm pleased to be of assistance to you. I am to show you to Mister, uh, Mister Marcus residence. This way, please." He marches over to one of the golf car, like electric cars. <laughs> they, these are the best invention ever. <laughs> ever, I say. Yes, the gun which shoots knives is stupid. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Uh, he takes you over to, uh, there's a small, the embassy building itself is like center uh, on the campus, as it were. But there are uh, like dormitories uh, in concentric rings away from it. He takes you to one of the farthest ones. Um, these only hold like uh, three or four different flats uh, instead of like an entire apartment building. Uh, so Mr. Mercure apparently had a pretty good position in the diplomacy corps to warrant uh, the more private uh, place. And uh, so you pull up in front and uh, you see there are two French guards standing uh, at the front of the door. Uh, the aide hops off the golf cart and goes and talks to the guards. So they salute him and open the door and he turns back to you. Oh, please come in. Okay. I have got to work on accents. Uh, my, my French is sounding like my Italian, which sounds like <clears throat> nothing. <laughs> it's a me, Italiano. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, screw the uh, hitmen. We're just going straight for the mercenaries. Anyone know any uh, private military country? I don't know. I like Mario. I rather enjoy Mario. All right. Uh, yes, sure. we we his, look over the room with uh, our practice. Unlike Mr. White's, his place is immaculately clean. Uh, very tasteful furniture. Very tasteful art. Uh, although it still is a, a small room, um, he does have a bit more privacy. Um, go ahead and give me your investigation rolls. So did they? Did y'all come in here and clean up afterwards before? Uh, no, we were expecting that there would be an investigation. Uh, so we simply posted soldiers out front. Oh, it just stands around and directs people. <laughs> yeah. Gavin gets a six, and I get a three. Okay. Four. Or four. And Aldrich gets a zero. Absolutely zero. Okay, uh, my question first is, the eight is in the room with you. Are you okay with that? Uh, no. Uh, they'll be out. What Aldrich is doing, seeing as he uh, can't notice much, he's going to talk to the eight over to one side. Sure, yes. so you want to distract the eight? Uh, okay, uh, give me a, let's see, I want a social role to be able to keep his attention okay. away from what's going on. That would be something on the lines of, uh, I guess, empathy. Would Rapport would work, empathy would work. Intimidation, scare him. Well, my empathy <laughs> is my intimidation, so that covers two at once. My empathy. You could beat him up, you know. Oh, <laughs> well, very nice. Let's see how well this minor diplomat does. He can't possibly have a good social skill. He's a diplomat. He should have a decent one at least. Oh no, no, you uh, you engage him readily enough. He's he's quite talkative. Um, uh, we will get back to what you discuss in a bit. Um, 
Gavin. Okay, his house is uh, is very clean. Uh, he, he probably has not only a service, but he's probably a very fastidious man himself. Um, so what you are drawn to with that nice roll of yours is that on the mantle, uh, there are two statues, and uh, they are not equidistant apart. And it stands out because everything else in this apartment is immaculately and perfectly placed. So you've got one of uh, two statues on the mantelpiece that are not quite square. Uh, please stop that, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stabbing people. Yes, you're stabbing him in the rump, it looks like. Yes. <laughs> it's in the back. -ish. You're stabbing a corpse in the eye. We all have hobbies. been faded a bit by exposure, so I know which statue's out of place. Uh, that's a really good roll. So I'm going to say the one on the left looks a bit more worn than the one on the right. Do you need a burglary roll to check it in quiet? or? I just want to know what he's doing since you do have somebody else in the room who is being distracted. But yeah. well, I'll indicate uh, uh, Marlowe if he's available to go look at the other statue while I look at the one on the left. Or actually, oh yeah, sure, I'll do that. Why not? Well, I don't know. You could get the right statue. I don't know. We'll find out. Well, I was thinking about. Oh, why don't I rifle through his, you know, clothing and make it look like I'm. Or what? You go. To, I'll attend to the statue on the left. Go. Okay, and I go and do something innocuous somewhere else. Okay. <laughs> What do you wish to do with the statue, statue, Gavin? Uh, carefully uh, lift it up, inspect it, see if there's a screw top base, a uh, screw base on it or something. Ah, uh, you lift it up, and uh, apparently it is a weight um, as something shifts on the top of the mantelpiece, and you hear a click um, off to the wall, just a little bit to the left of the statue. Uh, you kind of look around a little bit, and it seems that Aldrich is keeping the guy engaged enough that he did not hear it. <laughs> Slip over and have a look. Yes. Uh, there's now a seam on the wall uh, to the left side of the, the mantle there, um, and you can kind of see the faint outlines of a door. Uh, for a pound, try and open the door quietly. It's, it's not locked. Uh, Aldrich, your role was more than good enough to keep him engaged over there, so he's not really noticing. Uh, what it is, is it's a panel built into the wall, fairly sizable. Um, it's, it's about three feet by two feet. Um, and it's basically, it's a recessed shelf and there are stacks of paper on these shelves. And have a quick look at the sort of top document sort of thing. I get an idea of it. Mm -hmm. uh, well, it's written in French. Is it a language Not you a can problem. read? Okay. Not a problem. <laughs> okay, the first sheet that you pull off, uh, it happens to be a ledger. Um, and since you are a bureaucrat, you can see that this is a doctored ledger. Uh, what you're seeing is someone has made corrections for the balance basically it's uh, it's it's hiding the loss of about 50,000 
Franks. <laughs> mm. That These was the top sheet. Private books. Right. Um, and now are Franks equivalent to dollars? Is everything equivalent? That is an world? enormous amount of money. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> because it could be that they devalued their currency so poorly that it's like the American dollar. Tink. <laughs> ah, yes. Hmm. Have a quick riffle through the pipe. Yeah, far I can get. <laughs> Glancing over, Aldrich is still uh, talking animatedly at the young French public servant. Um, okay, uh, a lot of these are, they look like they are copies um, of documents. Um, they aren't his documents. I mean, there are other people's names on them, the, the different offices and such. It looks like he's basically going through and uh, finding out what his co-workers are doing that are under the table. And apparently, you have no idea how an embassy can run when apparently everyone that works for the embassy is doing something underhanded and crooked uh, to extort money out of the French government. You have no idea how this how this place actually runs. And wait. certainly, your own embassy doesn't do this. No, no, you oh, never run this. <laughs> I was about to say, that kind of sounds like normal government to me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Everybody's taking money from uh, from from the government and burying it somehow, and it appears that Mr. Mercure was very good at uh, snooping this information out. Mm. Of course, being a private secretary and the bookkeeper for a lot of these guys, that's not. <laughs> so that tells me the sort of thing. So I would probably expect whatever information he had would be would have been along these lines. Yes. Yes. Yeah. More blackmail material. This whole freaking town runs on blackmail. <laughs> okay, so so do you, should we take the papers or should we come back later and take the papers? No, no, no. Oh, I'm not here. Okay, you were uh, just uh, as a metagame thing that your characters would know. You're on a little shaky ground uh, here as far as what you can do because this is technically French soil, uh, right. which you have no rights other than what they give you here. Right. If it, if it helps, we don't respect the French in any way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or, you know, think we might be able to slaughter our way out of here. <laughs> hey, that what would take care of my away? legal issues. <laughs> so... I got... What have I got myself into? <laughs> so, do... Should... I mean, do you think... I think we could probably secrete most of this around our persons. Well, unless you're obviously looking over at me and me going through these papers, you don't actually know about them. Too much. Wink! Oh, I wasn't engaged in the conversation with the other person, so I would have heard the click and the ee. I probably also heard the music in the background. <laughs> <laughs> so we will uh, butt in on Aldrich's conversation as where you apparently hit a... Uh, you apparently just tapped into his inner uh, inner rage at working for his boss as he is just spewing out an enormous amount of vitriol over hating working for this guy. It's like he's the worst kind of scum. He gives the French a bad name. He's, you know, he knows that he's the guy that he's he's been uh, forced to work with is just the worst kind of scum. <laughs> smaller nod, smaller nod. <laughs> uh, yes, I'm going to try and steer the conversation towards the topic of our... Uh, victim here. But, uh, so, 
So I take it that uh, working at the embassy, you meet many an interesting character. Yes, yes, that is one way to put it. I do not suppose that uh, Mr. Mercury was amongst such uh, caricatures of men. Yes, yes, and of course, it does no good to tell anyone these things, as he outranks me and his his cohorts are all doing the same thing. It's it's just a big mess. In his current state, I doubt that he will be able to cause any problems, and if we can manage to shed some light on what has happened. What kind of man was he? Um, what kind of man was he? Let's see. Um, well, he was, he's generous. Uh, around the holidays, he would always make sure there were a a few more francs in my paycheck. Uh, there was always a good bottle of burgundy. Uh, always gave me time for the ladies. It is mostly how he treated his job and how little respect he has, uh, for France that was disturbing. Uh, he puts the people, the need of the people before the need of his uh, government. Okay. Yes, and uh, I'm sure that uh, his higher ups know what is going on, and I'm sure they're just as involved. Although he he scratches his chin a bit, his direct supervisor is awfully nice. Well, was awfully nice to Mr. Mercure. There's no real reason to be. I see. So I take it that he was generally a well-liked character. There was none who, aside from the normal petty squabblings, there were none who were interested in removing him from the general state of affairs. Well-liked? Maybe to his face he was well-liked. No, no, no. The talk around the canteens, oh, any number of people would like to have driven a knife in his back. Uh, <laughs> Ray Marlowe, you... Uh, what? <laughs> it is... <laughs> Yeah, so for the listeners, uh, Ray is saying, I don't want someone honest to grab the papers and turn them into the French government or they'll get better staff here. <laughs> That's not Machiavellian at all. I don't know what you're talking about. <clears throat> like, oh, he's, uh, he was quite despised, even by those who professed uh, uh, to call him a friend. Uh, to his face, of course, they were his best friends, but behind his back, no, no. So what sort of social circles did he move in if uh, there was this hidden enmity? Uh, quite high. Uh, he uh, had a group of friends, uh, the Huntergard uh, residents, the new residents, the new diplomat. Uh, he had been attending many parties uh, with some very notable uh Personalities in Metapol, uh, some of the some of the high ups in the guilds, uh, some diplomats from uh, the uh, the Italians, uh, Mr. Aramani. He uh, 
he had a <laughs> my my boss was a very very good with the cards uh and <laughs> he and uh mr uh marklin i believe it was would often uh how would you say put one over on uh uh put one on one over on mr uh aramani they would uh team up to help him lose more Yes, I see. So, relations went well with the uh, Mama's Guild, I believe it is called. Ah, oh, yes, yes. He was a, a big patron of the arts. Were they close friends, or was this just uh, another... Oh. I've never it's... had a chance to speak to any of Mr. Markland's underlings. Uh, and, of course, Mr. Markland would not deign to speak to me. Uh, so I cannot answer that. And, of course, the general things that we just need to go through in this investigation, I don't suppose there was any odder-than-usual behavior. Mm. He puzzles that for a moment and says, No, no. Uh, Mr. Mercure's uh, generosity as of late has been leaps and bounds more than has been before, as if he had a... Sudden increase in fortunes, but of course, you know, being lowly public service, this couldn't be. Perhaps his luck in cards uh, was seeing him through. I was imagining in the background the two of us are stuffing papers down our clothes. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and we run through every sort of little topic we can think of and end up on the weather. Yes. And, uh, and, How about that local appropriate sports team? <laughs> you guys can break in on the co- and stop you know the conversation whenever you want to there there's uh, one last question I've got which is uh, tell me what is the general feel towards the current state of affairs for Germany with the new regime he looks like he's about to to uh, to say something then he gets very guarded and says oh no no I'm sorry uh, we are instructed not to speak of such things to anyone outside of the embassy uh, the political situation is very, very tense right now, of course, and uh, I can give an empathy roll on this again. Or yes, you can. Uh, give, give me, uh, give me an empathy roll. We'll never uh, make it. Oh, very nice. Let's see. Let's see how he does. Yes. <laughs> um. It's surely among uh, just as a private word. This is such a. Minor affair is probably just uh, someone wanting petty revenge. So, mm. so uh, with that role there, um, yes, uh, he knows something, and he knows something big about the political uh, inclinations of France. But uh, he's not saying. But uh, body language, you know, he's like bursting to tell you, but you know, ordered not to. <laughs> yeah. uh, this is such a minor affair. It is. Probably just some form of revenge attack. Uh, so, we should see if there is anything more interesting while uh, that we just go through the motions. So, there is no harm in idle talk to fill the uh, necessary time. Well, I don't think there's anything here. What about you there, um, Gaiman? <laughs> 
switch to the camera view where their uh, their suit coats are now several inches thicker than they were before. Paper is <laughs> sticking out of the collars. <laughs> My, it's a cold winter we have on coming on here. Uh, I believe we are done. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm guessing this is a GM saying also that there is no one game to get the information out of him. Oh, no, you can you can try to. Uh, he's just predisposed to, uh, you know, he's been ordered yeah. and not... Yeah, so with that... Um, with that previous argument I just gave along the lines of, oh, we're, this is just going through the motions, we may as well talk about something while we fill out the necessary amount of paperwork and time. Uh, well, you did introduce yourself as a as a Hundegard as well. So, uh, yes, you know, he'll uh, he'll open up a little and it says, like, uh, he says that, well, you know, uh, France is very interested in uh, the change of regime in your homeland. And uh, we hope to be good friends of the new... New and emerging government. It'll perhaps uh, bring in a better name to France as well, as we are becoming something of a laughingstock on the world stage. Uh, many people do not believe in our uh, experimentations, on our desire to better uh, the genetics we were born with. <laughs> <laughs> to rob our own government blind. <laughs> <laughs> I believe your homeland and mine will uh, be good friends. Very good friends. <laughs> After we rob you, rob you blind. <laughs> Once you provide all those peasant workers for us to try our new genetic programs on, we will get along just fine. No. <laughs> Lightning strikes in the background. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yeah, dramatic organ music. You don't know where from. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the Thanks. way, Bert, I was going to make a contacts roll to see if I could figure out, you know, talk to people who would know who if about the sword cane that he obviously owns. Mm. Okay. Well, um, I will ma- allow you to make the contact rolls, but I want to know. Where you're asking? Uh, I'd ask at the people at at sword makers and cane makers. Okay, what districts? One is really rich. Two is kind of rich. Three is yeah. That's kind of what I'm getting at. How how high up the social ladder are you checking? Because your normal uh, contacts are you are, are really kind of low backs. level to almost criminal. Um, not that you <laughs> don't have other contacts. But, I'd like to hit the other contacts that are a little higher. Okay, off. so um, what, since since your character was originally developed with lower level contacts, as that's a lot of what your aspects are, yeah. although I know you are developing the high level ones now, um, yeah. I would go ahead and make a contact roll, uh, but I'm going to impose a minus four penalty on it because you still don't have the same breadth of contacts in that uh, <laughs> or, <laughs> yes, Bishop might get kidnapped yet again. Okay, five. Okay, five. No, that's fine. A five is is very good. Um, you are able to track down um, a menswear shop um, that does specialize in things like, you know, accoutrements like canes and uh, tie pins and. Uh, so you know men's uh, adornment, if you were, uh, and one of them has a reputation of actually being an old world weapons crafter. Like back in the homeland, he was well known, uh, but he got out of that business. 
Uh, but you are able to track down a name. You have not yet talked to him directly, uh, but you're able to track down a name and his shop. I'm guessing at this point I get a phone call and head back to the embassy. Yeah, sure. If you guys are now quickly out the door. <laughs> Before anyone notices the bulging pockets. No, no. He doesn't notice at all. Oh, actually, let's see what the guards notice as you're going out. Uh, Does by the burglary roll that you guys made for that's basically your ability to conceal the papers, well, and the guards notice nothing. <laughs> well, my question, my question is, did Van Hundegaard notice? I don't know. Give me a, an alertness roll there, Mister Hundegaard. <laughs> alertness five. Yes. Ooh, yeah, so close. He beat it. Did he beat either one of your burglary rolls? No. Uh, Nope, nope, that's the thing. <laughs> I could throw something in here to say, uh, you, you no. might comment that Mr. Marlowe has put on a bit of weight, perhaps. But <laughs> Ooh, that anti-pasta. <laughs> if we walk, there's a strange rustling sound that stops when we do. <laughs> oh, man. I gotta stop drinking this whiskey. Uh, yes, I'm we're curious. To the gates, uh, wow, I don't notice. No, you don't notice either as you pick them up. Wow, the I am rolling horribly, except for that nine. Yes, except for the other rolls. Uh, well, that was only a two. That was a three. The rest up. of them have been negative twos. Uh, anyways. Anyway. Yeah. Okay, uh... I say I've tracked down someone who probably has made it. Uh, do we need to make any stops? No. We need to go to Marklin. Got it. We're going you to the cane maker to first to since our meeting is... some stuff off first there, uh, Marlo? Yeah, sure. Why not? We're at about the two-hour mark. You guys want to take about a five-minute? Yeah, sure. Okay, this is us driving around, dropping off their their illicit goods that nobody noticed. And then we're going to go to the cane maker since we obviously have some time before we have our 15 minutes. And we cue the driving music. 